Welcome to the Eye of Terror. I'm your host, George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Lots of stuff has happened in the last month. Yes. Chapter approved has come out. Mm-hmm. Holidays happened. They they did occur, yes. We got some new Warhammer stuff. We did. And we're going to talk about it. Plus, we had a game. And we had a game. Yeah. Those, those still occur in this. Thousand Suns versus Necron. So stick around for the end of the show where yes. we talk about how that went using the new chapter approved rules. But Something. first, hobby progress. Yes. Not much to say in hobby progress, mm-hmm. except that we did get some a couple of new boxes. We, we got, did. Yeah, we got some more sprues. All right, so what did you get? All right, I got the Gene Steeler Colts Brood Coven. Uh, the Brood Coven comes with the three miniatures, the Patriarch, uh, a Magus, and a Primus. And uh, these were these were initial release models. Um, great when they came out. Great, still great now. I really love the uh, work that... GW has done with Gene Stewart Colts in general in terms of modeling. Uh, and I've stated this a million times. Um, and I'll be interested to see, since I guess we're going to be starting this new army, going yeah. on this fantastic voyage together. Um, <laughs> I'll be interested to see what the uh, what the new codex and the all, all the different models bring to the table. Yeah, I've we, never played them before. We uh, yeah, we we've never played Gene Stewart Colt, so we're we're dipping our toes in Gene Stewart Colt waters. Um, with this, we actually did get that the truck. What was the name of it? That truck that's got the, oh, the, the drill mining, bits in front. The mining, the mining truck. The mining truck. It's um, oh, I don't know. The Total Recall <laughs> truck. It, it it does look like yeah. Total Recall. We yeah, we have that, recall, but I've been like. using that mostly as a you know Astro Militarum vehicle. I, I actually saw Total Recall. Oh, you've never recent. seen it before? I, I saw it very recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, and funny. and. Uh, it's Verhoeven. It's great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> violent and violent, darkly funny. Uh, satirical, ridiculous. Schwarzenegger puts on a great, like, fun Schwarzenegger performance. Right. right. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, what can I say? It's like it's, it, it, it's something that really feels like it should be stupid, but <laughs> right. it, but it just insists on being a little smarter than you think it'll be. Just like RoboCop. Just like Robo, yeah, exactly like Robocop. I dragged a friend when it first came out. I'm old enough that I actually went to the theater to see Robocop. Yeah. And uh, we had just come back from the Us Festival. Mm-hmm. And we were both pretty tired, but I wanted to go see a movie. Yeah. And so I dragged my friend Steve to go see it. And I'm like, we're going to see Robocop. And he's like, really? You're taking him to a Mito movie called Robocop? And I'm like, just watch it. And at the end of it, he was reciting lines. Oh, yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. It's great. Yeah, no, you can't. So same thing with Total Recall. Same thing with Total Recall. Same thing with Starship Troopers. Right. The, one of the great action directors, as okay. far as I'm concerned. So the yeah. Rock Grinder truck. Rock Grinder, okay. <laughs> from Total Recall. From Total Recall. Uh, is part of the Gene Cedar cult yes, army. it is. Yeah, it's bristling with guns. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. Fun. So it's so so that's I guess our first official Gene Steeler cult model. Mm-hmm. And now with the Brood Coven, you've got the leaders of the Gene Steeler cult. Mm-hmm. But then at uh, I think Warhammer Open, a whole bunch yes. of new oh. models mm-hmm. were uh, previewed. Quite a few, uh, and they look so cool. They look amazing. Yeah, Gene Steeler bikers. Yes, there's a biker sniper. Yes, there is. There's a dude with a Voxcaster. Uh, yeah, there's a dude with a box out here. There's some map guy. There's some sort of like Assassin's Creed looking dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who has Gene like. Gene Steeler Assassin is cool. Gene, Ste- Gene Steeler Assassin with like a little tiny Gene Steeler Assassin buddy. Yeah. Like like genuine Gene Steeler. Um, there's a there's a female Primus or something. Yeah, Ma- Magus. Oh, she's a, a Magus. Magus. I a Magus. They're, they're the uh, Psychers, I think. Okay, right. 
Right. She looks very cool and menacing. Yeah, she looks good. Um, again, I, I can't. I, I know, keep reiterating. We keep saying the same thing over and over again. Right. But it, it doesn't get any less true. So I think February is going to be Gene Steeler cult month, right? E- yes. Genu- the, the rumors are yeah. it's going to be pre-order uh, January 19th, release the 26th. Oh, okay. So actually, January gonna January. Be, January is for gene sealers. January. Yeah. All right. Look up to the stars and find your answers. Puny find humans. your answers. Become part of the biomass <laughs> and hive mind. The true gods. Yeah, it's hard to reconcile their their beliefs because they're to me they're just a bunch of dumbasses. I mean, they're calling for their own their own uh, well, no, destruction they're, by, they're, they're, by they're, It's actually kind of gene. They're they're genetically engineered dumbasses. I right right. They're meant to be. We have been, they are right. That is their entire purpose in life is, is to, to be become, stupid to pave the way for the great feasting exactly of us. It, it, it just it just setting up the dinner table. That's their right. whole job. Set up the dinner table. Right, right. But they're fun to play because they're they're tricksy. Yeah, they got all sorts of you know tricksy. Weird um, stuff. So there was some. I guess there was some uh, rumors about the the rules. Oh yeah, there were a few. Um, so we, we won't know for sure until the codex drops. Well, yeah, but we, there were there were just some uh, rumors floating around that the um, Voxcaster guy apparently prevents uh, deep. Uh, teleportation uh, or deep tracking within 12 inches of him so that could be good for protecting uh, high import targets uh, from some sort of assault um, there's rumors that the uh, female sniper is going to be an HQ there's rumors that the, the army is going to be allowed to include uh, Bane Blades Whoa. which is pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> I, hey look I, ha- I actually happen to have an unbuilt Bane Blade model we have a Shadow Lord or Shadow. What do we have? We have a Storm Lord. Storm Lord. Yeah. We have a Storm Lord. Um, but I, I actually have in a box unopened a Bane Blade ready to go. Okay. So it could become the Gene Cedar Bane Blade. Or that would be um, that'd be kind of hilarious. That'd be kind of great. Yeah, kind of great. Be good. <laughs> um, there's rumors that the the drill there the um, drill terrain that was oh, released yeah. alongside these guys. It's like this giant gantry with yeah. a massive drill hanging off of it. Yep. Uh, there's rumor that that's going to be usable, and then that then it's going to be able to create earthquakes. Oh on the wow, map. that's. Cool. I don't know what the uh, specific damage effects of that are going to be, but it, that would be quite fun. That will be fun. Okay. Uh, so, so I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited me too. For me too. Uh, the models look great, and the rules are kind of from out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I got a box of Primaris Reavers for Christmas. Um, <laughs> you had your. Eye I on. love the look of these yeah, guys. Yeah, you've had They're, your eye on these guys. Okay, for a while. so I, I bought the the uh, small box that had three Reavers just to sort of like because I I like them the models, and I like them so much that I went and bought the full you know ten man set. I look. Um, I actually don't remember what the rules for Reavers are at the moment, but um, if I can't use them as Reavers, I'll use them as Scouts. Scouts yeah. are always valuable, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, but, uh, gosh, they look so cool. So, anyway, that's that's what I got. I'm probably going to give them most of them the uh, Bolt Carbine. Sure. That way yeah. they can be Scoutish. Yeah, and do something with their... Yeah. 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 Uh, I've always, I've always, hmm, I think I've always wanted to like them more than I do. Really? You don't, how, how can you not like skull-faced, you know? The skull faces are cool. Dudes. The grappling hooks and knives are cool. Yeah. I just can't reconcile the power armor thing with the kind of like 
acrobatic type loadout that they're like they, they're geared armor. up like they're geared and I up can like do parkour. They're geared up like they're like doing some sort of like solid snake style yeah. MGS stuff. It's the best of all worlds. But they have like I can't I can't think of them as like stealthy Rambo types at all. Just I guess just because just the armor. The armor is the armor feels like a bit too much for units of that type. Right. It's uh it's it's still power armor, but it's like light. Power it's a armor. it's a little it's a little lighter, but it still feels pretty. They still got like the pauldrons and everything. Yeah, uh, you got it. But it, but they're all to be see, fair. Okay, but the whole suit fair, is rubber. You got to have your pauldrons. <laughs> no, no, sh- no suit is complete without pauldrons. The bigger your pauldrons, the True. more important you are. That's why scouts feel insecure around them. <laughs> right. I just like the skull faces. I skull like, faces. I like things that look like death. <laughs> I think that's cool. <laughs> I never, I, my, te- my taste never got beyond never, high school. Like, your, your taste never got beyond 13 years old. I like Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually do like Iron Maiden. You do like it. You still <laughs> Iron Maiden. No, no, no. Iron, no, Iron Maiden, that's not something to be ashamed of. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Eddie rocks. Okay. Um, all right. So that's what we got. All right. All right. Um, we also got uh, the new chapter approved. We promised you that we would not play a game until we got chapter approved. And we got it. And we did. We did get it. 35 bucks. For point changes, no, but it's a lot more than that. It's a lot yeah, more yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think they made some really interesting um, additions to the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, first of all, there's a couple of things in there that are just for fun. Um, there's a whole thing about how to make orc wagons, like how to convert existing tank models like Lehman Russes uh, into orc battle wagons. That's and then great. you actually have the points for mm-hmm. orc wagons and orc battle fortresses. Sure. And then there's a conversion guide with a K conversion uh, I get it. that shows an example of how you can convert your Lehman Russ into something very orky, and that's that's kind of fun. Uh, the other thing for uh, open play, the open play section of the book is creating custom characters, which mm. is very very yeah, cool. That, yeah, that's that really interested me. Yeah, uh, so we might want to do that, and then sort of create some sort of house rule as to what they would cost, because there's no cost associated with the custom characters as far as I can see I just saw that there's a list of attributes that yeah. you can give to either heroic you know mighty hero or legendary hero characters and then you either get four six or eight of these additional yeah. abilities um, to add to your character model you'll pick a character model like say a space marine sergeant or mm-hmm. captain and then you can then tack on all these additional qualities some are Abilities like you know, reroll wounds or something. Sure. Or, yeah. You know, your weapon always is, is gets an extended range of six inches or whatever. You you get to pick. Yeah. Right. Um, if you have four, you're a hero. If you have six, you're a mighty you're a mighty hero. If you have eight, you're a legendary hero. But you get the customized characters. You can make really awesome sharpshooters, assassins, close combat specialists, very resilient characters, super psychers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it, I think it's really interesting for uh, narrative play, uh, especially. I can imagine that would be right. quite interesting for like if you have some sort of, if you've modeled some sort of like significant figure in that campaign, uh, you can sort of make them feel more like a significant figure. Right. 
and make him feel like more on the on the par of the actual named characters in codices. One way to play this would be they've got, and we'll talk about it in a second. They've got cities of death rules in here, mm-hmm. which is made for sort of dense urban combat, yeah. and they've got special rules for that. Is to maybe do a cities of death game. So it's all like tight, close, closer quarters kind of thing, a little denser terrain. Yeah. And then we each pick a we each pick a, a power level or a, a point value, and then on top of that we get one um, hero character yes. that we can create. Right. Yeah. That would be an e- easy way to just sort of jump into it. Still have match play. Yeah. Kind you'd of thing. Still, yeah. You'd still. But be. we have our narrative characters exactly that we can you know create. Yeah. That would be fun. See? That would be fun. We might that. So ideas that, for later. Yeah, so that, there you go. Chapter approved. Uh, so they have examples. They create a guy named Captain Argentus in here and make it makes it very easy to follow along. Uh, for narrative play, there's something called Battle Honors, which allows for your armies to gain experience. Like if you uh, kill a vehicle, you that, that unit gets some experience. If you kill a warlord, that unit will get some experience. And then as you accumulate experience points, you can trade in the experience points for enhanced abilities for that unit. Huh. I was not expecting RPG elements. Okay, that's yeah. actually kind of yeah. that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. And then so you can upgrade your uh, your particular units. They become veterans, you know, over time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get what they're although in terms of the balance of the campaign, that might uh, if if one unit if one unit consistently just keeps kicking ass. <laughs> Yeah, um, right, right. You might you might come into some. Uh, so you you know if you know this, you probably want to target that unit because you want to stop those guys in there from advancing. On yeah. on the other hand, they're going to have enhanced abilities, and so hand, they're, they're not going to be easy to take down. But you can go from from being green to being legendary, <laughs> and they have all of these you know warrior battle honors that you can choose that go from level one to level five. That's pretty cool. Uh, after that, there's cities of death, and as we said, there's um, special rules for you know urban combat that are in here that are pretty cool. Things that, that take into account things like height advantage, and a whole bunch of uh, stratagems that are particular to cities of death and urban battle zones. Uh, and then they have missions that are specifically for cities of death. Mm. Yeah, so that's cool. Okay. Uh, for match play, we obviously got all the uh, point values. Um, that yes. got tweaked and amended, uh, thanks to this. Uh, blood, a lot of Blood Angels HQ units are now cheaper, which is great for me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we saw too. Uh, yeah, um, and then there's some rules that I think are just sort of upgraded. At nothing that we, nothing new or, uh, that we haven't talked about before. But mm-hmm. more interesting is there are a bunch of new missions for Eternal War and Maelstrom that are in here, and we ended up playing one of them for our game, so that was cool. There are some new rules for the different terrain that's available as kits, like barricades and the Munitorum armored containers, statues, the reactors, uh, different obstacles on the battlefield, things like that. So if you want that, you can choose that. Of course, there's rules for the Adeptus Sororitas. Yes. Yes. The, uh, yeah, the pre-Codex Sororitas rules. Uh, I get the feeling that these will not be relevant for very long. Uh, no, I think they're going to be relevant for a while. For um, long? Yeah, I think I think the only thing that's missing is the, model, the models themselves. Well, well, I, I suspect that once the models comes out, they're going to get their own codex. They, of course, they'll get their own codex, and there may be tweaks. But um, but if you've got models now, you know the metal models, you can at least play. 
and they've got you know the different uh, different factions: Order of the Valorous Heart, Order of the Martyred Lady, Order of the Bloody Rose, Order of the Ebon Chalice, Order of the Argent Shroud, and Order of the Sacred Rose. I don't know what any of them do, but they're cool names. Yeah, they are good names. Yeah. Okay, so there you go, and they get their own stratagems too. Uh, there's some Renegade Knights stuff in here. Yes, yeah, like playing I saw Renegade that. Knights. That's cool. They got rules for Renegade Knights, which is definitely needed. Uh, they have rules for the eight, which are the Tau heroes. The, uh, the Tau heroes from the uh, far side Enclave, I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Subcommander Torchstar, Ovesa, Broadside, Shasvri, Oblatai, 0 9. <laughs> they, yeah, they all have, they all have their little stories, and they have uh, points values. Uh, I think I think that I mean, I think it's kind of wild that they gave that so, like this most small like, kind of sub faction that many like named characters. But it's also kind of neat. It is neat. I, mean, I don't think another army has something like that. Um, and the Tau seemed very uh, of all the armies, the Tau seemed like one of the more generic ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. fact that you now have these eight, seven samurais. Seven. So yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> you know? Yeah. They feel very sort of like a right. renegade, right? Warrior types forced to um, fight together. Yeah. They each bring their own skills to the battlefield. Yeah, and they all have their own little backstories. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fun. I think that's really good. Yeah, it's cool. We'll have to we'll have to try it. Um, yeah, well, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'm sure you have enough of the. the I'm sure you have the models for it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's take a little break. When we get back, we are going to uh, talk about our uh, first chapter-approved uh, game. It was the Necrons versus the Thousand Suns. When we return. The pain of living. Okay, we're back. All right, Necrons versus Thousand Suns. Uh, I hadn't played Necrons in a long time. You've been the Necrons player. I have been a Necron. Well, because they kept winning. Because they kept winning. There was that was like my oh, I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can uh, beat whatever army this is. And anytime Necrons. you want to win, you'll play the Necrons. Any any anytime <laughs> I feel like winning, I play the Necrons. But you've been on a winning streak. I've been on a losing streak. I don't think I've won in a, in a long time. Have you? I don't. Our, our last couple of games, I know you've won. Huh. All right. Well, uh, I cry at night about that. Uh, but I hadn't um, played. The, I hadn't played the Necrons no, pro- probably in six months or something. I actually had to go and. I think it was your idea them. to get them in the first place. So to get the Necrons in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah, because I was. I wasn't keen on them because I didn't really think they were that. Had, they had that much personality. Uh, <laughs> right. But as it turns out, <laughs> they're cool in their own way. I don't. I mean, they have interesting uh, HQ units that are all very interesting personalities. Yeah, no, they they do have their surprising little like. Trazen uh, the Infinite. Tra- Trazen is just 
Trey's in just a card. Yeah. Let me just let me, let me <laughs> just do his shenanigans on Cadia. Let, let me just collect this general, like this famous general guy, and <laughs> he'll just be mine now. Yeah. He's. Uh, I think he's got a Primark in his collection. I forgot which one. Really? I think so. Or he's rumored to have one. That's funny. So he might. So if they needed to bring out a new Primark, they might bust him out of jail. We got Sanguinius in his head. <laughs> that would be wild. Then <laughs> Trazen had him the whole time. He had, he had just the head. Right. We rebuilt the body <laughs> with these enhanced wings. Okay. Yeah. They definitely have some personality. Um, but I like the idea of metallic marching murder machines. Yeah. I, I think it, it strikes that kind of balance that it gives enough personality in the leadership without being like, it doesn't need to be a super personality fueled main army it's just mostly drones (laughs) right right they do things very well and then uh you want to play the thousand suns Mm -hmm. so what was your thinking in in picking the thousand suns i just hadn't played them in a while i think i the last time i played them was tau where they lost and i was like oh disappointed so i just i didn't play them for a while and i was like why not why not have not all these models all these great looking models yeah they are one of the more beautiful armies yeah um, in that bright blue incredibly intricate and very uh blue and gold bruin bruin colors the best colors (laughs) all right yeah and i figured it'd be kind of fun to try out the magnus bomb again uh magnus is a beast yeah magnus is a beast for like five seconds (laughs) yeah that's true um, okay, so let's get into our armies and let's talk about um, how the how the mission went. Okay, so what what army did you uh, bring to the table? All right, so I brought around a battalion detachment with uh, Magnus. Oh, and uh, this is fifteen hundred points. Fifteen hundred points. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although mine went down to fourteen, ooh, mine went down to fourteen eighty. So I brought out Magnus. I brought out Armon on a disc of Zinch, uh, a demon prince of Zinch, with the dark matter crystal. Warp bolters and uh, wings. Um, I brought in two squads of Chaos Cultists, uh, one squad of Rubric Marines um, with this whole Reaper Cannon and Icon of Flame. Um, I brought in one squad of Scarab Occult Terminators. I brought in a Helldrake, and that is it. Okay, what does a Dark Crystal do? Dark Matter Crystal. Dark Matter Crystal. Dark Matter Crystal basically is. Uh, less good version of the ve- like the shadow veil that the Necrons have, where it transports either the leader or either the person, the bearer, sorry, the bearer, or a Thousand Suns infantry unit, or okay. not and. Right. Whereas the veil of time, which is the ne- the Necron um, artifact, allows you to take the bearer and a unit with you. Yeah. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why All right. they Here, didn't think to make it like better or worse. Or here, here's my fifteen hundred. Uh, I chose the Mefret Dynasty. Why? Because at half your weapon range, you get an additional minus one AP. That's incredibly it's powerful. Kind of, it's kind of the one to go with. Yeah, it's just, it's just super power, super powerful. Especially, obviously, at close range where you've got maximum shots on your Goss, you know, Goss yeah, weapons. It's kind of absurd. All right, my my, my HQs were a Cryptek. With the chronometron, mm-hmm. which gives your units a um, five-up save against shooting attacks within the uh, all units within the R three inch aura, and then a staff of light. I got an overlord with the veil of darkness. That's what it's called. The veil, veil of, of darkness. darkness yes. Yeah. Uh, a resurrection orb 
which gives which gives your reanimation protocols a second chance, mm-hmm. and then the void scythe, uh, and he was my warlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my troops, I took one unit of immortals with goss blasters, uh, and then two units of necron warriors, one with twenty, and one with twelve. The twelve just I had extra points. Sure. All right. Right. For my elites, I took a Satan Shard of the Nightbringer, and I gave him the Antimatter Meteor and the Sky of Falling Stars. Mm. Uh, I also took a Triarch Stalker with the Twin Heavy Goss Cannon, and I'll explain that why later. For my fast attack, I had six Canaptic Wraiths, and then three Tomb Blades with Shield Veins and Nebuloscopes. And as my heavy support, I took an Annihilation Barge. I actually meant to take the Doomsday Arc. Yes, I had planned this whole army I was going to take a giant cannon, the Doomsday Arc, because I'd never, I've never played the Doomsday Arc. And I was excited to take it because I knew you were bringing Magnus, and I thought I was going to get the strength ten shot against Magnus. Yeah. And then I, I picked on Battle Scribe Mm-mm-mm. the Annihilation Barge, and then by the time I had put my army together, and we were all ready to go. I realized that I couldn't sub in. I couldn't take out the Annihilation Barge and just sub in the Doomsday Arc. Because there's like a 40-point difference. So I'm like, okay, I've never played an Annihilation Barge. I'll just play that. So sure. my, so I I, for, I, I went, I, I gave up my Ghost Arc to get a Doomsday Arc, and then I couldn't even bring that. No, it ended up being the uh, Little Annihilation Barge. The, the tiny Little Annihilation Barge, and yeah. The, the fair, the me, it's, a, it's a medium size. It is. It's a medium size it Annihilation is. Barge. All right. Uh, we'll see how it did during the battle. Okay, so the the mission we, we picked was, well, we rolled for it, and it was one of the Eternal War missions in the new chapter-approved book. Um, actually, let me, let me pull it out so we can actually go over the rules, because it was kind of a unique set of rules for it. Yeah, I had it sort of an odd, uh, there was an odd situation with the objective markers themselves. Oh, gosh, was it called Cut Off the Head? It was something about four pillars? Supplies, supplies from above. Supplies yeah. from above. Okay, so in Supplies from Above... You, you have four objectives, and they're all kind of drifting around the <laughs> battlefield. You roll off at the top of the players of the battle round, and then the player with the higher you know dice roll gets to move one of the objective markers by a total of three inches. <laughs> so it's like this <laughs> floaty... <laughs> like what a weird like first of all it's like it's weird that there's like moving objective markers, yeah. but it's even weirder that they move such a small amount. I, I know, right? I mean, it's enough to like, I guess, break, break the. Uh, I'm controlling this. Yeah, barely, kind of. Like, like it really should move like four inches. Yeah, <laughs> just to four, make sure that you're just, breaking the, yeah, you're making, the, you know, the connection with the objective marker. But that's what it says. That's what it is, right? And uh, and then apart from that, the victory conditions were um, you get one point for every uh, round that you hold one of these floaty objective markers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then slay the warlord for strike and line breaker. So those were the those were the things. Those are the mission parameters. The battle length was the typical. You know, we start rolling off at turn five, and it could end then, but could go on to turn six, yeah. uh, and maybe even turn seven. Okay, so um, we set up the battlefield. Who got the, you got to pick table sides? I got to pick table sides, uh, and I think I got to start deploying first. Yeah, you started deploying first. You finished deploying first, too, because your army was a little more elite than mine. Yes, it was, very, it was a pretty small army. Right. What did you um, hold back in reserve? I held back the Occult Terminators. I held back the Rubric Marines. 
um, because the uh, Thousand Suns uh, Codex has a special um, stratagem where you can hold them in the Webway portal. Webway, thank you. Webway. <laughs> the Webway portal. The Webway portal. I, uh, I think the war there is Armand sometimes uses the Webway as a means of transportation. I don't know how he. I don't know how he got that. I don't know how he was able to jack into that system. There's an app for it. There's an app for it. It's <laughs> Uber, like, Lyft, and Webway and portal. Webway portal. <laughs> Pops it open and just you have to fight your way through a few thousand Eldar. But once you, <laughs> once you you're get, in there, it's great. <laughs> once once you're in there, real yeah. nice. And then we uh, it's significant to to uh, the reason I asked that question because we we played the beta rules um, like we did with Blood Angels where um, you can't have any units in reserve come in the first turn. Yes, uh, that would make things difficult. For, uh, <laughs> a little more, more difficult, a little more, more difficult. difficult. We rolled off to see who. Actually and went first. You went first, and I ended up going first. Yes, you did. So, so what did you do on your first turn? All right. So on my first turn, um, everything shot at Magnus. Yes. <laughs> the Triarch Stalker. It was equipped with heavy Gauss cannon, and mm-hmm. the reason I did that was because the Triarch Stalker has the ability to any, anything it shoots at. The, the remainder of your army gets a, um, a plus one to hit mm-hmm. on that target on your ballistics roll. So that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's sort of Tau levels of yeah, nonsense and shooting, especially since you already have Necron warriors are three up base, right? Three up base and ballistic skills. So right. you're getting two up shots with these relatively cheap like infantry units um, with high with like decently high AP, especially again for just the with baseline the dynasty. Troops. Yeah, exactly. It's, so yeah, pretty the, the, pretty the disadvantage with Necrons is yeah. that most of their weapons are twenty four inches. Yeah, they move slowly and they have short range weapons, right? But against an army that's trying to get in real close, <laughs> yeah, an army that's trying to get in close to do its psychic shenanigans, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better target. Yeah, right, exactly. I I shot everything. I did Triarc Stalker, um, the Annihilation Barge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think I had some warriors in range. Um, after they did a little bit of marching, yeah, and then my tomb blades, and they all shot at Magnus. The bottom line is that we reduced him to ten wounds. We took off eight wounds from, yeah, from yeah. Magnus, which was okay. Not, yeah. I mean, it was a good start. I mean, start. It but it, but it didn't. It obviously didn't really bring him down, and it doesn't affect his psychic abilities at all. Mm. So he was just as potent and threatening after that first round. Like I, I, I felt insecure. After that sure, first round, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, right, right. And I, I had I had massed my Necron army pretty much in one corner altogether because I had a Cryptek and the Overlord each providing buffs to thirty-two warriors. Yeah, the the Cryptek has a Chronometron, which gives them all a five-up saving and shooting, mm. and then he also gives them enhanced reanimation protocols where they only have to roll a four or better to get back up. That's the Cryptek mm-hmm. does. The Overlord gets to pick one infantry unit, obviously the bigger blob of 20, <laughs> and then use My Will Be Done, which gives him plus one on the advanced charge and two hit rolls, which is phenomenal. Yeah, no, that's uh, ridiculously great. Yeah. Re- the, who, who doesn't love a re-roll ones? Right. Who doesn't love a re-roll ones? <laughs> a free re-roll ones just there for you. Right. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I got the rules mixed up. Um, reroll ones is the Triarch Stalker. Triarch Stalker. Yeah, that's the ability it has, and oh. uh, that will be done. Adds plus one to your 
advance uh, charge and um, your um, two hit rolls. So that that's so don't write us any email. That's that's what the triage stalker does. It, okay. it, it it allows you to re-roll ones on your on your shooting attacks. Got it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so anyway, everything shot. Magnus survives, and I'm huddled in a corner waiting to see what what's going to happen to my poor little Necrons. Go. Uh, my turn one. Magnus rushes. I use the uh, warp time uh, chaos uh, psychic power, which from Araman, which allows basically. Magnus to take another movement phase in the psychic phase. Uh, so he's able to move, I think, a distance. He's His base is 16 inches of movement, so 32 inches of movement um, is what he's allowed to take with that. So he's able to basically fly right behind the Necron army um, and takes out the Triarch Stalker, no problem. I think he, no, he doesn't even, we don't assault the Triarch Stalker, actually. It's psychic powers that kill him. Right. Armand, the demon prince, uh, who's ported in, I believe, um, just zap him real good um, with this like various warp flame and doom bolt and, and smite. Smite. No, you you have a smiting. a troika of of psychic terror right there. You have Magnus, you have Armand, and the demon prince all throwing psychic attacks on top of their other attacks. Yes, and that is pretty devastating for most armies. Um, most, yeah, most units can't really stand up to that sort of punishment. Um, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of surprised that he didn't have anything to assault, so I instead had to go in with the, uh, against you, the Necron you Warriors. charge the Warriors. Well, because I figure, like, uh, they're, they're right there. Right. Uh, sure. and those are, they're dangerous still. They're dangerous. Sure. Um, so I figured I'd clear out a few of them. So you, you, you assaulted the group of 20 uh, Necron Warriors. Yes, I did assault the group of 20 Necron and Warriors. Then I, and they all fired Overwatch, and I think I ended up getting one or two wounds on, on Magnus in, in, it's through a combination of Overwatch and their puny attacks. I, yeah, I think you might have. And he killed whatever the amount of his attacks were, like seven or eight. I think he killed like seven or eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Right. So uh, he was just like, whoosh, just, it was like the scene yeah. of Sauron at the beginning yes. of Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's the, <laughs> yes. It was yeah. Like, Warrior parts everywhere. People <laughs> flying left and right. Not quite people. Well. Yeah. <laughs> bits exoskeletons. Exoskeletons flying. flying, flying. Uh, right. Zero zero one zero one zero one malfunction. <laughs> Get up zero zero one zero zero one one. Oh, please no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that was that was your turn. Um, you went after the track stalker because it provided this buff to the entire army. Yes, I did. and that was a strategic choice. That was a strategic choice to take that out as quickly as possible. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll we'll revisit that choice later on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, my turn comes, and thank you, Cryptek. And thank you, reanimation protocols. But a whole bunch of Necrons got back up. Yes, they did. They got back up, and then they fell back. Mm-hmm. There was enough room for them to fall back yep. from the combat with Magnus, allowing the other group of Necrons and the Immortals to pump fire into Magnus. Mm-hmm. And everything shot at Magnus. Yes, it did. 
I, like my entire army shot at Magnus. Did I did I kill Magnus that turn? I think I did. You did kill Magnus that turn. But I had how to use, did you kill Magnus? Oh well, the final thing was that my star god, the Satan. No, because because you didn't kill him in the shooting phase. <laughs> no, I didn't kill him in the shooting phase. The Satan uh, comes in and and charges Magnus. Yep. Right, and uh, pretty much uh, does not really do that much damage to Magnus, but Magnus comes back and w- hits the Satan and kills the Satan, but the Satan blows <laughs> up. Yes, the Satan blew up and took out Magnus in the explosion. Yes, that's an awesome star got for you. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did just kind of explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, although the, the the funnier thing was the funnier thing was he came in. It wasn't just it wasn't just the Satan that came in. It was the Satan and Wraiths. Right, right. They all charged in. Right. Did their attacks. Magnus was like stood with one wound left. Right. Killed the Star God. Right. Uh, the Star God explodes, killing Magnus. But because he killed a character, a <laughs> chaos spawn because oh, right. ma- because Magnus's blade, whenever he kills characters, a chaos spawn is created. Right, a chaos spawn comes out of the ashes of a star god. <laughs> right, so now I've got a chaos spawn in my backfield. <laughs> Just there. In exchange for that uh, star god that used to be standing there, now it's a stupid chaos, chaos spawn. spawn. <laughs> they, got like, they got like four wounds or something like <laughs> right. tiny. Right, but still, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's, oh no, it's yeah, it's it's irritating. It's right. an irritating thing. Uh, but still, I felt pretty good. I got rid of Magnus. Yes. Um, it, it was a heavy price to pay, right? <laughs> but nonetheless. Uh, so anyway, that was that was my turn too. Uh, my turn too, which was just kind of coping with that. Uh, everyone's everyone started to deep strike in. Uh, you had you had pretty good positioning though. Um, you were just kind of spread out enough where it was kind of awkward for me to put my um, occult terminators and Rupert Greens anywhere. Yeah, I want to make sure like, that that the backfield didn't have more than nine inches so that you yeah. couldn't you know pop up back there. I've learned that lesson the hard yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of had to I had kind of had to put it in an awkward position. Um, they started. I mean, they started doing some work though. Um, yeah, their guns were super effective. Oh no, they have very yeah, they have very effective. I was I was shocked that I, I was thinking ah, Terminators are tough, resilient, but they're not gonna do that much damage. Mm-mm-mm. I was wrong. I was a- wrong. AP minus two. You killed three of my wraiths. Yes, it was yeah. I killed three wraiths from just the yeah, just there, just the uh, Terminators. Right, that back. was crazy. And they have they have uh, three up invuln saves. Yeah, you just weren't making them. Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't. I was rolling a lot of ones and twos, and they just have a high output of shots. Um, the rapid fire two each, yep. so that was kind of absurd. Uh, that and I fully equipped them with like the missiles, the Hellfire missiles. The yeah, those things were strong, like Reaper strength cannon. Eight. And, yeah, yeah, that was uh, tough. Yeah, good quality, high quality firing from high, the occult terminators. High quality firing, but expensive. Oh, okay. That that's the then that's the issue. I think. Yeah. Uh, it it certainly wasn't. It, I don't think it's quite the value you get with something like Necrons, mm-hmm. uh, which are still relatively like cheap for really good shooting. Um, this you're paying for, you're paying a lot for I think maybe an equivalent output. Right, but you also have a Psyker in there. No, that is that is that, no, there are there are some upsides. They're, they're, we're right. dealing with two plus armor, like five plus invuln save. Right, uh, dudes, but. 
I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not sure about the cost assessment there. Yeah, they're definitely pricey. They are pretty pricey. The the, the entire army is kind of pricey. Yeah, I, right. I should get some Zangors. <laughs> not anyway. that we think about it. No, I think about it. Sure. Anyway, anyway, um, Aramon and Demon Prince see that they're in a bad place in front of a bunch of Necron warriors, so they start charging in to kind of do what they can. I believe they actually um, did some pretty heavy damage to your Annihilation Barge. Uh, uh, yeah, they almost they almost killed it. They almost killed it outright. Yeah, they oh, they got it down to like three, uh, three, I think down to three wounds. Yes, they had it down pretty far. Um, so they go in. Uh, I think they do some damage, uh, but it's ultimately fairly, eh. It's middling, we, middling damage. Right. They they don't do enough damage. Okay, so they they ended up reducing the twenty man blob to one man. Oh no, that's right. They did. So uh, yeah. They, so they almost they uh, that's right. They almost they almost destroyed the rest of it. Right. They almost got them. Right, so Magnus Magnus had whittled them down. They, some of them got back up. And then the combination of the Demon Prince and Araman reduced that 20-man team to one guy. And it was funny. I was using an old, like a, a flayed one. Like, so he's all like, because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't quite have enough warriors. So I'm like, okay, he counts as he the veteran. In, he he's the like the veteran Necron. He's a veteran. Right. So he's like kind of like, you know, like rusted. And you yes. know, he's like the veteran. He has a bit of flesh hanging off his shoulder. <laughs> flesh hanging off his shoulder. Right, exactly. Yeah. He was my kid bash flayed one. So he was the the last. I, I purposely had that Garrett be the last one. Yes, and yeah, you. I think it was. It came down to one save. Uh, you missed it, and then paid for a reroll, <laughs> and then you got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So he he was remains. So the thing, the the important lesson with Necrons is you gotta kill them dead. You, you can't let you can't let a single one come back. Yes. Because in my next turn. Of, 13 Necrons yeah, 13 got back up. Got 13 back up. Necrons yes. got back up. That was, I think that was kind of the moment of the game. Yes. Yeah, that was totally the moment. If you, had, that was a linchpin because if that guy had died, then my entire 20 man blob I, is gone. I think that would have been crippling. I think that would have been. Uh, Suddenly you're now dealing with, you went from one to 13 guys or 14 yeah. guys all of a sudden. And I think they got stronger again. I think they got back up to 18 at a certain point. Basically, like just getting kind of free warriors. Yeah, it's free units. You just free. It just it just fresh reserves, right? Just keep showing back up. It's kind of it's it's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy, and and not only that, but um, they get up and then suddenly you've got rapid fire Goss, and then because of the Mefford Dynasty, AP minus two guns right in your face, <laughs> right? Yes. So uh, so that's another problem. Yeah. Uh, the uh, in, in that in that turn, um, I had two units. So the, the the unit that you know resurrected and got um, thirteen. They, they again fell back, but then the other unit, I had a unit of 12, uh, the Overlord used my will be done, and then they pumped fire into uh, Araman and killed Araman that turn. Yes, they did. And, I, and you, had, you were wondering why I killed Araman, not the Demon Prince. Yeah. And because Araman provides all kinds of psychic shenanigans and buffs, and I just I didn't want to deal with any more psychic tomfoolery. I just done with that guy. I wanted to kill Araman. A demon prince. I know how to handle a demon prince. I fought many demon princes. I just don't want to deal with all his dumb, crazy psychic powers 
that just throw monkey wrenches in all my plans. So that's why I, was, I, I went after Araman. I was I was just kind of confused because they set up Araman as like a support guy as the support. Yeah, but class. Did, didn't he have like Death Hex, which removes like no, that was Magnus. Oh, thank God. Well, uh, nonetheless, he, met, I, he had he had he had basically a bunch of he had like warp time. He had yeah. like a healing spell. He had okay, um, so he some, was definitely supporting Araman. He had a strength uh, spell, which he could which he, which he could easily pump into the Demon Prince and. As I said that evening, you can't buff that which is not alive. <laughs> right. If it's dead, you can't buff it. You can't buff it. Right, right. All he could do at that point would be to smite. Yeah. But still, he gets he gets plus one on smites, right? He gets like psychic bonuses. <laughs> I, I just lost a lot of dudes to smite this this game. And you you just, kept throwing smites at me. So did the Demon Prince. Demon Prince has smite. Yeah, I know. But now it's just one guy. Am I not a psyker? Do I not smite? <laughs> All right. All right, Shakespearean psyker. Um, anyway, so I killed Araman. And then and then the Demon Prince was left that turn. Yes. Now my, my Annihilation Barge, which you almost killed but didn't kill, has living mm-hmm. metal. So it started accumulating its its wounds back. Yeah. It, living metal means at the beginning of the, each turn it gains back a wound automatically. So I started getting that thing. That thing was pumping out tons of damage because of its um, Tesla carbines. Yeah, no, it's surprisingly an it's, effective it's, unit. I'm, I'm, I was actually a little shocked at how. Like, normally, I go with the uh, the croissant. The uh, uh, yeah, I, I normally I normally use a night scythe or doom scythe, um, a night scythe, I should say. But um, the command of the uh, annihilation barge, which I never use, was shockingly good. Did tons I, of damage. I get it. Tesla, Tesla, shockingly good. Uh, you get it? Uh, I, I guess we shouldn't be that surprised because it ultimately it's using the same weapon that the Night Scythe does. I, I guess it's just, it just, we just, maybe lose its diminutive stature. You don't, yeah, you don't expect that it's going to, you know, do that much, do much damage, but th- yeah, you're right. Th- there it was. You're right. I, I use it especially effectively against your um, Chaos Cultists. Yeah, <laughs> just stood yeah, yes. there. I think you can use most anything effectively against <laughs> chaos, chaos cultists. cultists. <laughs> they didn't even fire back. Uh, no, I don't think they. I, no, they did not fire back. They just stood their they, open mouth. I think I just kind of wanted to move the game along. Dang, I didn't sign up for like, this. I didn't really. <laughs> I thought I was going to fight humans. This isn't not this. We were just um, told to sit back. Yeah, here. so my my so that was my turn too. Uh-huh. Um, my turn too. But you were winning on victory points because at the end of the turn two, you, two of your chaos cultists controlled two of the uh, objective markers, and then uh, actually a third one. So you controlled three, and you end up getting like six points like right away. Yeah, I was winning on objective markers, but things were starting to look kind of. It was a very elite army, and things looked like they were kind of unraveling. Right. Um, quickly, uh, I mean, when my when my turn came around, um, what the demon prince? I think charged back. Who did he charge back into? Was it a squad of warriors? Of course, it was the same squad of warriors. Um, but no, no, I think you had no. You had um, oh, I had you, yeah. You, you it was the wraiths. You the assaulted wraith, them with wraiths. Yeah, the wraiths um, now and now attacked the demon prince. So now you were, were in just, a fight with the wraiths, and they were just kind of wailing on each other the entire time i think you kept paying to um re-roll like re-roll saves against uh yeah i was using up command points left and right you were you were using up command points very rapidly um yeah they were just kind of in a slap fight i think he was getting whittled down bit by bit but he wasn't quite dead uh the marines kind of moved in and started um 
I think shooting your warriors, some of your warriors, uh, the Terminators did the same thing, but they were at an, everyone was at a kind of an awkward range and an awkward positioning because there were some um, crates. Munitorium containers that the, my Necrons were hiding behind. That were sort of making it difficult to get a good line of sight. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, nothing was really going particularly well for me at that moment. It wasn't, it, it was a weird limbo position of, it looks like I'm gonna lose. I'm probably I'm I'm probably gonna lose in this position. I could still have, but I still have like I'm not losing hard enough to where I I would just get destroyed and I should concede now. So and, I should and, see how and things. And you're still ahead on victory points. I'm still ahead by no, a significant I, margin. I still, you're like I, four points ahead of me on I, victory no, points. No, I I was still ahead on victory points. That's true. But I saw where the positioning was going, mm-hmm. and it was getting very suspicious of the board at that yes. point. I, I, when I said, this is a really close game, you looked at me with your head cocked, and you're like, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, uh, I don't think I like where, I don't like the trend I saw, I saw, battle. I saw the, generally, I, well, because what I've noticed in these games always is that once it, it, once it starts swaying to one side, it generally keeps swaying to that side. Right. Um, there aren't that many great comebacks. They happen. Sometimes, but generally speaking, when someone starts winning, I think they keep winning. It's not like Super Smash Brothers. The, no, it is not. Where you somebody cannot, falls off the platform and then suddenly cannot, it's tied can, again. You cannot parry. You cannot do uh, <laughs> a quick like dash dodge. You can't do any no, of that. Can't do any of that. No. Um, no. And then the and then my turn. More Necrons get back up. Yeah. So that 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 group of uh, that unit of necrons that was as as low as one is now like 18 again yes and they went after rubric marines and they started shooting them up and then the other group um the overlord took the other group of 12 and did the veil of darkness trick and then i conga lined the mm-hmm. entire 12 man unit so that they ended up hold, holding two of the objectives yeah yeah so with that one magic trick Suddenly, I'm holding two objectives, and I'm able to kill all your chaos cultists who were near one of them. Yeah. Right. And now your rubric marines have been reduced by I think I think I killed like six of them. Yeah. With Gauss fire. Once I started, your Heldrake is in a battle. Is in a for some a- reason assaulted my tomb blades and stayed in that battle, which which nothing was happening because they were both kind of like pinging each other, but Necrons kept like you'd kill a Necron and then. He'd get back up again in the I next turn. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to do with the Heldrake at that point because if I just t- well, if I if I just took it out of the combat, it would just get shot to death. Yeah. Um, True. But but it's good at, against at that point. At that point, it was doing something. At at the point where I put it into combat, it was doing something helpful. But it was like. <laughs> but the tomb blades were kind of tough, and they were kind of tough, and we were just kind of uh, just hitting each other. Yeah. Without anything happening. Right. Yeah, so that was not, nothing was happening there. My, my uh, annihilation barge ended up killing the remainder of your chaos cultists that turn. Yes. Right. Uh, I think yeah, I think this is the turn where I looked at it and went, no, nah, I don't think this is gonna go your way. Yes, it was very, it was a very frustrating. Again, most of the game was in a very frustrating position. Because suddenly I now control three objective mark, actually four, all four objective markers all, at that point. Yes. Right, and I killed your warlord. You killed the warlord, and I had uh, linebreaker at that point too. A good, yeah, a good portion of the army was dead or tied up in some nonsense. Right. Uh, 
that's where I was like, yeah, no, this isn't. Right. And the Necrons were going to keep on arising. Yeah, rising. You weren't up. killing them fast enough. I was not killing them fast. I, I, you need to kill them real, like, turn one, two, deal major damage to the Necron army in order to beat it. Yeah. Uh, and I did not have quite the output I wanted. So I think that's where I called it. Yeah, you conceded it, I think, at the end of turn three. I think that uh, if you had gone after a a group of the Necron warriors at the beginning with Magnus, as opposed to the Track Stalker, um, yeah. again, I think the, the adage applies. You can't buff it if they're dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you no, went after I, the I buffing unit as opposed to the unit I, that receives the buff. If I had psyker bombed the uh, the warriors the with all three of them, with the Ironman and yeah. with the uh, Demon Prince, you would have knocked out that group of twenty Necrons easy. Yeah. And I mean, then and they the ones that did the most damage they, to your yeah, army easily. Um, I don't yeah. think the I don't yeah I don't think the Triarch would have done nearly as much. Uh, damages those Necrons. No, because at one uh, point I had I was pumping out thirty two strength four AP minus two shots. Yes, <laughs> you know with that with that unit. Oh, and uh, using my will be done hitting on twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just kind of uh, an absurd, an absurdly large amount of shots pumped out with an absurdly high quality. Right. Uh, that should have been my first target priority. But hey. Lesson, you gotta learn lessons the hard way sometimes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I, I do, I do though think any other army, even caught up in bad target prioritization of uh, Thousand Suns, might not have fared, probably would not have fared as well as the Necrons did. Yeah. Because even, even, uh, even with that bad decision, they still, they were still like toughen it out for a lot of the game um demon prince always the demon prince always performs relatively well um magnus obviously murders whatever's in front of him for as long as he's alive uh thousand sons just uh, troops choices and uh the occult terminators all have a very nice um shot output as well ap minus two everyone um no i think it i think it's, it's still a solid army it just I think I needed, that, target prioritization was especially important against Necrons, yeah, and that's where I screwed up. I think that if you had faced any other imperial or any imperial army, this your your thousand sons would have steamrolled them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree there. Yeah, I think I think it was just a yeah bad bad decision making mixed with the toughness of the Necrons, right? The sheer toughness and. Just qual- great army. Necrons, great army. I always love playing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's and it's a wonderful feeling. It's always a wonderful <laughs> feeling to have a bunch of a bunch of downed and out uh, warriors just get right back <laughs> up, reassemble themselves. You have to yeah. you 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 make your opponent keep working yeah. for the same result over and over and over again. Didn't I kill you last turn? Yeah, you did. You did <laughs> you did? How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. It's it is fun to play the Necrons. Mm-hmm. You, I can't help but laugh evilly every time they get back up. Yeah, it's right. I'm kind of a jerk when when we play like that. <laughs> no, I I understand. I know the feeling. I yeah, play like yeah. Of course, the Necrons you know, there's too. A, there's a joy. It's there's the, a, it's it's the joy great. of witnessing birth. <laughs> Rebirth. <laughs> it's the joy of, of watching life. 
you know, watching life emerge yeah. out of scrap. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. I uh, enjoyed it. Three turns. It took a long time because I don't yes. know why it took a long time. I think because we just hadn't played these armies in a while. And the That's true. Yeah, rules. we needed. We, we were looking at the rules a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, for each of the units. So that was it. But it was a good time. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, I think that that's going to wrap up uh, episode 65 mm-hmm. of the Eye of Terror. Uh, we are, as always, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. Please send us your suggestions on how we can make the show better for you because we do it for you and we do it for the love of, of Warhammer, of course. Uh, remember to subscribe and rate us and like us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So until a next episode, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.